As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This week on the Game Marks Podcast, we are doing a deep dive into the video game history and career of the dead man, The Undertaker. We cover the evolution of The Undertaker from his debut in WWF games in 1992 all the way to the current releases. Plug in, put on those nostalgia goggles, because this week's Game Marks podcast starts now. And now, the Game Marks! Welcome to the Game Marks podcast. I'm the man they call. Johnny Clash. And I am the man of a thousand and one nicknames, George Feast. And uh, this week, Johnny, it's time to rest in Feast. Because we are diving into the video game history of The Undertaker. It took everything in my power not to laugh throughout that whole thing. <laughs> I could just see in your face like you were just waiting, like giggling, waiting to <laughs> hit that nickname. Uh, they, I thought you were Georgie Jigglebits this week, but I guess I was wrong. They came up with a great nickname on the on the Twitch stream, so. All right, and as always, we love to hear from you guys, so please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you choose to listen and join the conversation on social media at Game Marks Pod. George how is your week going? Are you ready to take this deep dive into the history of the dead man? I am so, so ready. I'm very, very excited for, uh, for this week's episode. But before we, we, we do that, you know, let's, let's fire up those cement mixers one last time here as, uh, you know, do a little follow-up from last week's episode. How are you feeling about Rumble Roses there, Johnny Boy? I'm not feeling anything. Um, I mean, is your skin still crawling? Are you still cement? Are you? No, no, you know? no. The cement mix has dried. Um, I, yeah, I don't want to ever see that game again. In is that a good thing or like once the cement's dry, is that a good thing or a bad? Well, I don't, I don't you know, know, it's done. <laughs> but I want to move on from Rumble Roses. I never want to see that series again. How are you feeling about it? Uh, I, I second that. I'm very much done with that series. Um, I, 
Yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I don't need uh, Rumble Roses uh, XXX. I don't need that in my in my future. I hope that game never comes out. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We both feel the same about that. But now. We also both feel the same about Gamebury, which is going on right now. You are listening to this on Monday. Guys, this Friday will be the last day to buy a 50-50 raffle because on Monday, on this very pod, we are going to be announcing the winner. Who will get the other half of the pot that will go to Cohen's Children's Medical Center. Right now, we are up to $150. That's $75 for Cohen, $75 for the winner. I think we could jack that up. Oh, absolutely. And on the other hand, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, we are so close to Tier 6. That's the $500 range. We have to get there. That's two VGF ProFlex controller grips. And then, at the $750 level, we will be giving one listener, one donor, WWE Battlegrounds for their console. So head on over to our Facebook page right now and drop a donation. It could be small. It could be big. It could be whatever you can afford. Let's help make everyone's Christmas a really good one this year, despite all of the bad that's happened. Absolutely. Uh, You know, this has been a rough year for everyone, but especially for uh, these kids that are going through a, a really rough time. Anything that we can do to make it a little better, especially being able to bring them some some holiday cheer, bring a little shine a little light in their life with some video games, absolutely makes all the difference. So uh, yeah, please give what you can. Also, Johnny, we sing about the praises of this new new thing every week, and eventually it's not going to be new, but it's always fun. It is our Discord server. I have a good time there. It is awesome. It is probably. Uh, that combined with the Wednesday Twitch stream is probably my favorite thing. Uh, it helps me get through the week. Um, it is just like-minded people, fellow game marks talking about everything from console to PC gaming, general wrestling, music, movies. We, we, we just started a, uh, a food sharing channel. We could talk about recipes and share recipes we're saying that maybe we'll even put together like a little game marks cookbook (laughs) you never know you never know you never know anything can happen on the game marks podcast but if you would like to be a part of that discord it is very simple you have to go to gamemarkspod.com slash discord or twitch.tv slash game marks pod and you can click that Discord button and you will be joined and you can join in on the conversation right now. That's right. I have a lot of fun in that Discord channel. I have a lot of fun at your expense. You have a lot of fun at my expense. We all join I mean, in. That's the whole basis of this podcast. Exactly. Fun and making jokes at each other's expense. It's a lot of fun, but we also have like some people break some news in there. And unfortunately... We got the news in our Discord channel when it happened that Tommy Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Zeus, had unfortunately passed away last week. So we want to send our condolences to the loved ones of Zeus himself. You could go back and check out in the archives. We have a bonus episode where Liam Davis joined us and we watched No Holds Barred. Oh, wow. We recorded that in person at Creative Pro. What a dated sentence that is, but absolutely a, uh, just every, I don't think anybody that has posted online has had a bad thing to say about him. 
And even though he's always been portrayed as that monster bad guy, uh, in real life, he seemed to be anything but that. So, like Johnny said, our condolences go out to him and uh, to his family. All right, but, George, we need to talk about something here, because we have been dealing with an issue on this podcast where someone has been... I don't, I don't know if they're... If I should say they're hacking, they're interfering with our audio... Usually it's in the podcast itself, but last week it was actually in our Rumble Roses XX playthrough on YouTube, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, Unfortunately, we lost some really good gameplay because, you know, the file's done. I'm deleting the file. I'm not storing that three gigabyte file on my, my computer's hard drive. I'm getting rid of it. So now we just have this stupid video of this thing interfering it's the first time we see like what the, the hell face. is that logo right it's like it's like our logo but it's a skull not a what not a lucha mask but we what? we i'm still on a hunt to get to the bottom of this last week top shelf troy nelson he pled his case we know it's not him i i fully it makes me very very happy i'm glad yeah. that it's not troy i fully believe that it's not him and his story adds up. So this week I decided, you know what? We've had a few people on this podcast. We may have made fun of them a little bit. We may have poked fun. Say, did, we do, did we do someone dirty? I, I wasn't sure, but I wanted to be 100% about that. So I reached out to our friend of the show, Philip Cardigan. No. And I just wanted- It can't be Phil. I just wanted to see what he had to say. So we are going to play that right now. Hello, fellow Game Marks podcast fans. It's your friend Phil Seymour Cardigan. I uh, just want to go on the record of saying I have not been messing with the podcast. I know some weird stuff's going on, but uh, it wasn't me. Mailman Josh has been staying over at my house for the past week, and every time that happens, my wife makes me cut up the strawberries, get the whipped cream out. Not really sure why, but it seems to, they seem to like it, so I've been busy doing that. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't me. Oh. She's uh she's actually calling me right now. Gotta gotta bring the strawberries down. So, good luck with whatever's going on. Kate, love you. Bye. All right. So that makes me feel a little better. There was there, leading into that. I, I gotta say, maybe you knew the milkman and you kind of knew what was going on there. You, like I thought, you maybe did accuse me once of spending time with his wife. So I feel like I had to set the record straight that that did not happen. All right. Well, at least we know. I mean, for for your sake and for the podcast sake, I'm glad that that is settled because, you know, you got that ring. Yeah. Um. Poor poor Phil. Poor Phil. Someone should just tell him about Mailman Josh and what's really going on. But it's not going to be me. So I think he's in the clear. I'm going to check. What's really going on? They're uh, eating strawberries and whipped cream. They're yeah, they're making ice cream. Say, that's the yeah. They're making yeah, ice cream Sundays. But regardless, I think we could check Phil off of our list. I have uh, I have another hunch. I'm going to follow up on it next week, and I'm going to play it here on this podcast. I think we're getting a little closer to maybe finding another clue, maybe figuring out who it might be. So stay tuned for that. But George, we had a big week in gaming news. Are you ready to dive into that? Oh, God, did we ever. Let's go. Are you looking to get a better grip on life? How about your video games? Well, VGF Gamers are the largest silicone gaming brand in the USA. They have a variety of different and unique skins for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One controllers and consoles. 
Check out their products at VGFGamers.com and use code GAMEMARKS to receive 15% off of your order at checkout. That's G-A-M-E-M-A-R-K-S at checkout. VGF Gamers. Better grip, better style. Last Thursday during the Game Awards, BioWare and EA surprised everyone by revealing the first official teaser trailer for the brand new Mass Effect 4. The trailer reveals a familiar face, Liara T. Sony, a prominent secondary character in the original Mass Effect trilogy. The cinematic trailer heavily implies that Shepard, the trilogy's protagonist, is back in some capacity. And after much anticipation and many teases, Among Us creator Inner Sloth has finally revealed the newest map called the Airship, and it is scheduled to come to the game sometime in early 2021. The first full look at the map was revealed at the Game Awards after a couple teasers over the past few weeks hinted at what sort of experience players would have and how this map would compare to the others that already exist. Last week we touched on Fortnite and once again, Fortnite Season 5 is getting another crossover with The Walking Dead. Epic Games announced this earlier this week at the Game Awards. The first preview of the arrival of skins from The Walking Dead was shown off after Epic Games confirmed that Master Chief from the Halo games would be available in the item shop starting last week. Now, the Walking Dead fans will have to wait a little bit longer for the Fortnite crossover because the game isn't scheduled to get those skins until December 16th. And that's all the gaming news we have. Check back next week. All right. So, I gotta ask. It's been a while since you've played Fortnite. Is Master Chief bringing you back into the Fortnite game? Ah, that's not enough to bring me back, and neither is The Walking Dead, which is funny because... As we're recording this, yesterday I dropped Clash and Burn and I kind of aired my grievances about the current status of The Walking Dead and how I fell off, how I kind of want to start it from the beginning once it's all on Netflix so I watch without like commercial interruption, but I'm completely out of the loop on the past two seasons of The Walking Dead. But no, this is not enough to bring me back in and I don't think neither is the Among Us new map because I feel like we only play in one map anyway and I'm also just kind of at the edge of uh, never playing that game again. But Mass Effect. Love the first two. Never played the third. I will absolutely give this game a shot. I've never played the Mass Effect series. I have watched through like a playthrough of it. Because I wasn't sure, so I watched the playthrough of the first Mass Effect, and it definitely feels like something that is up my alley. So I will probably end up playing through the other two in, in, in anticipation for Mass Effect 4, which I assume will only be coming to uh, next gen. That's what I assume. Um, speaking of that, I want to touch on the fact that there are some serious issues with Cyberpunk 2077. So... I have Cyberpunk downloaded on my PlayStation. I have yet to even load up the game and create my character. But I'm in a group chat with a bunch of friends, and they've all started the game already. They've all created their characters. And the whole really low 20, less than 20 frames per second is really affecting the gameplay. I have one friend who has had four blue screens of death already while playing the game. Another friend experienced a crash. I don't know if this is all going to be fixed with a patch. This game has taken, what, seven years to make? How much more can they give into this game? Like, this is someone's baby. This is someone's life work. And it's probably the most anticipated game ever. 
and now it's just completely bugged, completely crashed, and I, I really hope they fix it, and I'm kind of dreading turning the game on because I don't want to be turned off by it, if that makes any sense. I'm so excited for it that I don't want to have a crash and be like, I'm not touching this game. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. I Here's here's the thing. I I feel like there's a big issue in gaming right now with um, ports. So, like, I have friends. I'm assuming all of your friends are playing it on console. Yes. So, I have a bunch of friends that are playing it on PC. And none of them have had any issues. Right. Which makes me believe that this is a game that was predominantly built for a PC market. And then when they tried to port it to the consoles, that's when usually when a lot of the hiccups happen. Uh, again, not a game developer, but in my history of gaming, uh, having being a gamer for most of my life, uh, I feel like that's always an issue that arises. You've seen it happen with countless other games. Um, I just, I guess the argument could be made. Would you rather have a game because cyberpunk was already delayed multiple times would you rather have them delay it more so that they can release it and it's more stable or release it have people install it and then maybe within within like the first like two weeks roll out a patch i mean at that point after seven years what's two weeks but i i guess if if it's not broke for everyone i don't know i don't i have no answer there I guess either way could work, but maybe they even predominantly made it now for like the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And, you know, the PS4 and the Xbox One versions kind of got pushed aside a little bit. But I'm yeah. I'm going to guarantee a patch is going to happen within the first two weeks. So hopefully I'll have an update on that next week and I'll be able to give some insight on my experience with the game. All right. But George... Are you ready for the question of the week? Let's do it. Game marks while you sit there. Hopefully, as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this because I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, Marks. But the Game Marks podcast have their own pro wrestling tea store. Brace yourself because the Game Marks podcast are now on pro wrestling tees with original design to let everyone know if you will play it forever or a future endeavor. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash GameMarksPod and get your tees today. Hey, Nick Stapp, how you doing? All right, so the question of the week is a weekly segment where we go back and forth and ask each other a question, and then we like to present that question to you, and you let us know your answers on all forms of social media at Game Marks Pod. Last week, it was my question, and I asked, do you have, or would you ever consider getting, a wrestling tattoo? And I gotta tell you, I'm not surprised about how many people have wrestling tattoos, but the creativity behind some of these tattoos blew my mind. So my favorite, absolutely, has got to be from Shane Little 304, which says, I have a black heart with yellow polka dots and a banner that says American Dream on it. And I just think that is awesome. Yeah, I love that. And I think he's actually posted a picture of that before. I feel like I've seen that. And I, yeah, that's a great concept. I love like little, like, you know, it's not like, like I have the Ultimate Warriors mask. It's not corny like that. It's like something unique that maybe no one else would have. 
It's not like a picture of Dusty. Oh yeah, my 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 second runner up or or one A has to be, and I don't know if maybe this is the one that you would pick as your number one, but Virtual Suplex, bro. How do you bro. two two unbelievable tattoos? A Vader, a literal Vader bomb, and literal a, Vader bomb is amazing. And a giant Liger on his arm, where he has a picture of Liger pointing at the tattoo, which is really cool. Like you, you you're not beating that. Like it's just so awesome. It's it's one super creative tattoo and one unbelievably accurate tattoo with a photo of the tattoo, like the person with the tattoo. It's it's awesome. Yeah, and then avid listener, top fan on Facebook, Jamie Patterson said he would get either a Macho Man NWO shark tooth glasses or Bret Hart winged skull, which would also be. Kind of cool. Now, we threw this out, obviously, on all of social media. Do you have or would you get a wrestling tattoo? One person said, no, but I would definitely get one. So I questioned, what would you get? And they said, either something to do with Stone Cold or the Ministry of Darkness. Now, Army Jatonis just said, no. And I said, thanks for your input. And they gave me a thumbs up. So that was great. (laughs) Thank you for for listening or (laughs) reacting. But, George, it is my turn to ask you a question this week and i figured i'd keep it simple i figure all week we're going to be asking questions we're going to be posting about the undertaker the dead man you have mentioned before that he is if not the he is one of your favorite wrestlers of all time what is your favorite undertaker match Ooh, ooh, that's tough so there's two that come to mind immediately one because i was a kid i very vividly remember watching this match and that's taker and sean at bad blood where Mm. uh in hell in the cell where Kane debuts like i remember watching that and just like my jaw dropped like i just you know youth george was just enamored by the undertaker and especially the hell in the cell match like it was it was awesome uh, I, I guess if I'm going to pick another one, honorable mention kind of tied for this, uh, has to be Taker Sean at Mania 25. I fully agree with you there. That match was just mm, chef's kiss. Beautiful. Just, ah, uh, so both are so good. Um, I, I mean, it's hard to pick one. I mean, it the is. man's had an unbelievable career. So to, to narrow it down to just one is, is insanely difficult. Um, but what about you? you? You have a favorite Taker match? So being a really big Jeff Hardy fan growing up, the match that always... I watch this match at least like once a year, I would say. But Jeff Hardy and The Undertaker in that ladder match on Raw, that's that was like... That was it as a kid. Like you wanted Jeff Hardy to win, but Undertaker was such a badass then as Big Evil Taker. Um, the way he just destroyed Jeff, but then he got back in the ring and held his hand up after Jeff said, "Undertaker, I'm still standing," or whatever he said. Uh, so that sounded more like mankind. Sorry, but <laughs> with, with Jr. screaming, "This is your moment! This kid. is your moment, kid!" That's probably my favorite match ever and the undertaker happens to be in it so by default i feel like that is my favorite undertaker match however when wrestlemania 20 happened and he came back as the dead man him and kane had that it wasn't the greatest match ever but me and my cousin 
we decided we were going to memorize every step of that match. I was Taker, he was Kane, and we would just perform that match literally for no one and just do it step by step. Like that was, <laughs> I guess, the intro to calling spots in the back for us. But that was, uh, yeah, that match just resonated with me as The Undertaker's big return back to the dead man. And it was just cool to see. Yeah, I just I mean there's there's nothing that you can say about the Undertaker's career. You can't I mean sum up his career in 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 one word. You can't do it. Yeah, I mean legendary or like, iconic. I say it does <laughs> I feel like iconic, legendary, it doesn't do it justice because it's it's bigger than that. Like the man almost transcends wrestling. Like people who have never watched wrestling know who the undertaker is. Like he's just that big of a character, but all right, John, my, my good friend, Johnny boy, is it time for us to begin this long, long journey? Are are we ready? Are we ready to take the plunge here? Is it time for the deep dive? I think we're ready to take that dive over the top rope. We're ready to go old school. All right, and we're diving George, off the top of the hell in the cell. George, I'm about to make you famous. Let's go. What's up, Game Marks Podcast? This is Danny Tancredi, and I'm here with my brother, Johnny Tancredi. And together, we are the Cult Looking Podcast. Each week, we bring to you the latest news and reviews on all things baseball collectibles. From baseball cards and memorabilia to bobbleheads and stadium giveaways, each episode, we'll discuss the newest products to hit the shelves of your local card store and your favorite ballparks around the country. Be sure to be following us on Instagram at the Caught Looking Podcast and on Twitter at Caught Looking BB. New episodes drop every Friday, so be sure to tune in wherever great podcasts like this one are available. The Caught Looking Podcast. Don't get caught looking, start collecting. All right, so. Mark Calloway, his gaming debut, 1992, in WWF Super WrestleMania for the Genesis and SNES. And, I mean, this this genre of games, uh, it's Super WrestleMania, it's Royal Rumble, it's Rage in the Cage, uh, it's Raw. They all kind of share that, that same aesthetic. Where uh depicts Undertaker in his in his uh I guess that cutoff mortician vest the debut gear, that 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 iconic gear that you think of, um with like the tattered sleeves and stuff. And for me, I love this series of games. Um so so I, I've always enjoyed this depiction i thought that the graphics in this game were great or in in this series of game were great so uh this gets a this gets a big old thumbs up for me what about you johnny yeah i love this look and it goes all the way really up until we get to like 1995 when we get wrestlemania the arcade game and that's an actual image of the undertaker being portrayed as the undertaker (laughs) which is cool that's the first time we see something like that but we go to like the game boy games where we have superstars 2 which was which was within the first year of the undertaker debuting in wrestling games where i think superstars 2 he looks decent obviously it's a game boy game there's no color it's just black and white or green and black i guess you could say and i think the depiction of him is pretty cool but then we go to 
I think our least favorite game ever that we've played on this podcast, King of the Ring for the NES and the Game Boy, where everyone just has gigantic calves and they look like Ninja Turtles, but in human form, it's super weird. I'm not a big fan of that version. You know, and in addition to that, there's also Steel Cage Challenge that comes out in 92, and, and the graphics in there, surprisingly mm, not horrible. Kind of just I looks mean, like he's not, wearing a black t-shirt and black jeans. Kind of looks not, like Matt Hardy. They're not, they're not the best, but it's not the worst. It, it's a sign of the times, but comparing that to say, you know, you know, it's- like it's Royal Rumble? It's in- Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we have to compare it to that, but- you know, it's okay. It's not the best. It's it's definitely not the worst. We're, we're going to be talking about what I will consider to be the worst portrayal of The Undertaker in a video game a little later on. Uh, but now, let's talk about this. So, have you ever played the WWF Royal Rumble pinball game? I have not, but looking at this thing, this thing is really cool. Do you consider pinball a video game? It's an arcade machine, and we cover arcade games. It's in the same realm. It's not necessarily video game. It's an electronic game, but it's. I uh, put it in the same family. What is what is pinball categorized as? I think you're right with saying it's an arcade game, but I like this thing a lot. I mean, it's the classic WWF. It's what you see. It's Lex Luger, Hacksaw, Bret Hart, The Undertaker, The Bushwhackers. It's a really cool looking machine. Yeah, doink. I mean, if you have pinball, you need doink, right? Oh, uh, listen, if I had the space to get, you know, pinball machines, I'm absolutely picking up this Royal Rumble pinball. So now we're jumping over back to what you were talking about before. We are now going to talk about WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game, and WWF in your house. Now, this is uh, 95 and 96. and you know, we, we covered both of these games early on in the pod, and I think one of the standout things that we talked about was how cool it is that it's actually, f- like, photos of the superstars in this game. So you're looking at The Undertaker, this is actually The Undertaker posed and, you know, throwing punches, they take a picture. You know, very similar to how they did the mocap for uh, games like Mortal Kombat back in the day. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Like uh, We're Jackson's not putting the music walker. here. You're killing me. You but, can't bring it up and then not do that. <laughs> I want to point out that... So, you're the Undertaker to start. If there's more than one Undertaker in the match, the colors just change of the gloves and the boots. So, you could have purple, gray, blue, green. I think In Your House had a yellow variant, a red variant. There was a Reddit post by Ty Flanders in the WWE Games Forum where it shows a picture of The Undertaker in a ring wearing red boots or boot coverings and red gloves. Now, this confuses me because we've seen some mocap videos and some GIFs of the guys working on WrestleMania the arcade game and in your house. And there's one where Bret Hart's wearing a lime green singlet with his pink tights and... That made me think that maybe they're just green screening different colors onto it because he has a blue variant. He also has like different colors of his gear. But here we have a picture of the Undertaker wearing the red stuff. So do you think they actually had the character wear the stuff and go through the moves in each different outfit? I find that hard to believe. I feel like they would just take the one and then just drop the colors on. So I feel like that post from Reddit is a little inaccurate. It might just be a photo shoot of some sort where the Undertaker's wearing red. Yeah, and 
I mean, there, you know, we, we've talked about it in respects and regards to other games that, like, just because you shoot content doesn't mean that everything that you shoot makes it into the final game. There's, you know, it's very right. possible that this was, uh, you know, maybe they did all the colors that you could possibly think of. They they covered the entire Roy G. Bibb spectrum, but <laughs> they only picked, you know, two or three to actually put in. Now, I want to point out The Undertaker made his WWF debut in November of 1990. So that means he missed... WrestleMania Challenge in 1990 for the NES and the Commodore. He missed WWF Superstars on the Game Boy in 1991. He missed WrestleMania for for the Amiga, the Commodore, the Spectrum, the Atari, and the PC in 1991. And he missed WrestleFest in 1991 as well, which obviously the game was being developed before his debut because it did take them longer than a year or two to make these games back then, but The Undertaker and WrestleFest would have been huge back then. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that changes a large trajectory of that game, where now you have, you know... I mean, you can play both sides of the coin. If they if the game ends up releasing early, or they have to push back his debut when he's in the game, now that there's a wrestler in there that they, they haven't debuted, there's no information about this wrestler, yeah. which I guess... Could be cool. You could you could almost play it off like uh like uh how TNA did Suicide, where it's like a video game character. Ah, yeah. But maybe that that doesn't work with the tenure and like the the legendary career of the Undertaker as much as uh as you would hope. Right. And I want to go back to In Your House because this game was unlike WrestleMania, the arcade game, where you were just fighting in the WWF arena, where each character actually had their own background and kind of stage as you will so the undertakers is this like dungeon looking area there's actually a man hanging by a noose which is kind of creepy the ring itself looks like i'll say it looks like cement with a spider web in like in beveled into it and the rope the turnbuckles and the posts are actually made of skulls and we see in the game the undertaker has specials where he will make powers come from his hand or he will smash a tombstone over somebody's head and i think as silly as those games were, the portrayal that they were able to do of The Undertaker was phenomenal. No pun intended. And I would I, I say it every time. I want to see an updated version of this game with like The Fiend, with Randy Orton, with like the Vipers coming out of him, The Fiend with like the giant doink, what's it called? The Hammer. You could even put The Undertaker back in this game and do some modern stuff with him, some lightning bolts. You know, the the list goes on and on, and I think a game like this would be great today. But, George, we played a game in the archives. I don't think we uh, really like this game. I don't think many people really like this game. It doesn't hold up well today, but WWF... I still don't like this game. WWF Warzone. I think the character model here, compared to, say, like Attitude a little later on, I really like this character model. The tattoos are there. The teardrop tattoo. The Undertaker just looks big and intimidating. Yeah, it, it's great. I love it. This is 1998 now. So now you're comparing this and saying that he looks big and intimidating, which I'm not, not going to disagree with you, but a lot of the characters in this video game yeah. follow this same body style. So if the Undertaker's big and intimidating, so is He's the same size as Rocky Maivia. Yeah. So is okay. yeah, so is Rocky Maivia, so is Draws, which, you know, not saying that these people aren't intimidating, but But, but he has that Undertaker presence is- to him. Now, Survivor Series ninety six is when he would wear 
this outfit, and the teardrop tattoo. So when we go to Attitude, he's wearing the more modernized Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. He's got the goatee. He's got that that Undertaker logo on his shirt with the see-through. Oh, it's beautiful. And he also has the same exact gear in WrestleMania 2000 as an alternate, where his first gear is just the Undertaker logo itself without the Ministry hair. But in WrestleMania 2000, he has the eyes rolled back as the alternate, and I thought that was really cool. I was just going to yeah. say that that was the number one most played uh, Undertaker outfit uh, by by yours truly. <laughs> it was so cool. I always liked how these games had the alternates in there, and they were something cool like this. I actually re- I really like his look in Attitude. There was just always something about Attitude and Warzone, like the the character models that just looked above and beyond like the thq aki whatever ukes like the wrestlemania 2000 character models they were just so different they were just so i'll say they were so nintendo if does do you get what i'm saying when i say they're so nintendo yeah yeah i i'm i'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down here like that like I, attitude I he looks saying. like a real person like you could see his tattoos where wrestlemania 2000 they're kind of just like scribbled on there but regardless just like still looks really blobs. cool so yeah, I, I agree. I, I didn't, you know, looking back and obviously we have yet to cover uh, WrestleMania 2000, but who knows? Maybe that's coming up soon. Um, but I, I guess I never really thought about that. How, you know, you, you, you take, you go back and you play these games and the, the details that you kind of overlook where, you know, like you were saying in Warzone, you know, the face scan is his real face. You know, maybe the, 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 they did like some photography for his tattoos so that they can just kind of throw those on there. And it's not just like how you see in WrestleMania 2000, where it's just kind of like scribbles and doo doodles and just like massive <laughs> doo doo. Uh, Stuart. Oh God. That's, that's going to be, that's going to come back to haunt me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let, let's get to let's get to year 2000. This is a big year. We have WWF SmackDown, where the Undertaker is back in his Ministry attire. He's looking great, and but then you go to No Mercy only a few months later, and he is the American badass, the Undertaker. He's got the biker gear. It comes in blue. It comes in black. You can unlock the Ministry gear and put him on him. You could also unlock a robe to put on him for his entrance, which was kind of cool. Now, SmackDown 2 comes out around the same time, and he looks exactly the same in the blue top half unbuttoned. I just think that his SmackDown 2 attire, it was just lacking a little bit. He could have used the bandana. He could have had the ponytail or something. He just kind of looks like a general guy in a bar, which he did around this time. I just think that compared to the first SmackDown game where he just looks so badass and so cool as a Ministry Undertaker, a few months later, SmackDown 2, he... He doesn't look that great. Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I understand maybe limitations at the time, but at the, you know. And then you have WWF Royal Rumble on Dreamcast, which came out with around the same time of the first SmackDown game, where he's in a more simpler, I would say, like his first attire in WrestleMania 2000 gear. Um, This game, we're looking forward to playing one day with friend of the pod liam davis this was his game back in the day i spent a lot of time at an arcade upstate when i used to stay at this resort with my family playing royal rumble 
the Dreamcast version, but on arcade format. And let me tell you, The Undertaker was my guy in this game because his attributes were way higher than everyone else. He took everyone out, and you basically ran through either a Royal Rumble or like a singles match tournament. Undertaker was a force to be reckoned with. But George, another game we played in our archives, WWF Betrayal, is this the worst, the worst, the absolute worst rendition of The Undertaker we have ever seen in a video game. So here's my problem. I don't know, and I we, we said this when we played it, I, I still can't tell if this is The Undertaker or if it's Mark Miro. <laughs> or Chris Canyon or Bradshaw. It could be. It's a man with a goatee in a biker vest and a blue bandana. It does not look yeah, anything like The Undertaker. But then you look at the other guys in the game, Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, Stephanie, Vin- Vince. They Horrible game. I'm just going to say this is probably... One of the worst wrestling games ever created, character-wise and gameplay-wise. If you haven't played it, don't. But then let's go to Road to WrestleMania on the Game Boy Advance, because another one of my childhood favorites. The character models here, while smaller, you could actually tell that they are who they are. The Undertaker does have his American Badass entrance and music to an extent. I do remember Roland being in there in the 8-bit version but he does kind of look more like the ministry undertaker he's just in all black but i think as far as character model goes you know that it's the undertaker and it looks really cool but now the same year this is 2001 smackdown just bring it comes out and we have a really cool american badass undertaker he's now drifting more towards big evil he comes out on the motorcycle he's got the short hair he's got the bandana and this is the start of another evolution of the undertaker in video games and i do believe for the generation i'm gonna say that this is the best portrayal for this era agreed it it's just it's clean. He he has all the mannerisms. Like the motion capture yep. for this game is is spot on. Uh, it it doesn't it doesn't leave a lot to be desired. Um, but also, this is the first it, SmackDown game with an actual entrance, so he is able to do more. That's true. Same with No Mercy; they kind of cut the entrances off at the ramp, so you weren't getting the full effect. Yeah, and obviously, you're not you're not there. Uh, SmackDown 1 style with just you walk in and it's just a giant Tron video playing. Right. Now, were you familiar with WWE with Authority that came out in July of 2001? Uh, heard of it. Never played it. Looking forward to figuring out how we're going to play that on the pod. It is kind of... Uh, it's a bit of an early... I would say an earlier version of Supercard for the PC. But it would be on CD-ROM. And it was single player. So you would collect okay. like these digital cards and it had like an e-fed aspect to it, a playbook, and the playbook would represent like the moves and the abilities that your wrestler can do. Uh it was uh <laughs> I guess the first kind of like DLC also cuz you could buy booster packs for like 10 bucks and you can get more moves, more wrestlers. It, it kind of set the tone for like what the future of games were and it did eventually have online multiplayer where up to a thousand people were able to be on at any given moment. That's pretty big for 2001. 
I was going to say, now that is a massive, massive online game. But to see this with authority, and now to see what Supercard has become, that's pretty insane. Um, Another game in our archives. We're going to go to 2002 now, where we have WWF Raw. And we're going to compare that to... We're going to compare that to the other game that came out this year, which was WrestleMania X8 and SmackDown Shut Your Mouth. Now, if you thought the first time we brought up The Undertaker and just bring it, the big evil Undertaker was good. Now, WrestleMania X8, it's a little lacking. It's a little clunky, I'd say. It's lacking some logos, I think, on his attire, where SmackDown Shut Your Mouth, this is a perfect Undertaker. Everything from his hairline to his gear looks absolutely just just looks perfect but yes but wwf raw we've mentioned the flaws with this we mentioned how many times it was delayed it's still long hair american badass undertaker but they just kind of slapped the dead man ink stuff on him as big evil undertaker and fred durst is actually with him in this game so oh boy but now we've talked about we've talked about our feelings on Fred Durst being in video games. I love it. You hate it. Yes. Um, but Road to WrestleMania, we mentioned how the character models look great. Now that WrestleMania X8 came out, Road to WrestleMania X8 came out for the Game Boy Advance as well, where I think the character models were upgraded a little bit to look even more realistic. I think in doing so, it made the game a little more clunky. I like that small Nintendo feel of a Game Boy game. This kind of added another dimension to it, which wasn't the greatest. But still, decent game. But 2003, WWE... This is is a good year. WWE Mobile Madness came out. Now, we mentioned that this was the start of WWE games back in 2002, and that started with WrestleMania X8 (laughs) and WWF Raw both getting name changes halfway through to be WWE. Now, we are full WWE here. Let's start with WWE Mobile Madness because... I don't really I remember this game existing. I don't believe I had this game. It's uh it's not good. No. Is is my only my only recollection of this game is that it was not great. Um I remember the roster not being super big. I remember the graphics not being super great, but in its defense, typical Java game. It is it is and this is the correct usage of the term, it is actually a mobile game. It is. It is. And you can't argue it because it's <laughs> in the name. It is in the name. But WWE Crush Hour, it's basically twisted metal with WWE superstars. But I always thought it was cool that rather than give The Undertaker a car, they gave him his motorcycle. Um, the game speaks for itself. You, Your goal is to crush. There's a bunch of mini games in there. You pick your superstar and you go head-to-head as... Uh, you know, as a car, but you know, nobody's got a bigger hog than Hogan, so he always won. <laughs> but let's compare. Uh, I want that's that's a crossover reference. Let's compare WrestleMania X8 on the GameCube to WrestleMania 19 on the GameCube because I personally think that X8 looks better than 19, even though it's the same portrayal as the Undertaker. I agree. I am in 100% full agreeing with that. I I I mean, it's weird I, to me. I never understood. How you could take, and this is, this is me knowing full well that we are currently playing video games in 2020, uh, and the sentence is going to sound very strange, but to me, it, it, I don't understand how you could make a game, and then with your next video game, take a step back, 
and go backwards and be worse. I f- but, you know. I will say because seen it happen. X8 didn't have a story mode and 19 has the uh, revenge mode, which is rather large. So I would say it has to do with that. There are other ax- aspects of the game, even the gameplay itself, that are better in 19. But graphic-wise, I agree. There's something about, like, their faces. They're, like, cabbage patchy. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I it, it almost, like... The, the skin textures are almost too perfect. Right. So also in 2003, we have WWE Raw 2, which is a big upgrade for The Undertaker from Raw 1. And the overall best, big evil, dead man Undertaker, WWE SmackDown, here comes the pain. Yeah. Best, best generation-wise, and I'll even argue the best betrayal of... American Badass Undertaker, full damn stop. I mean, it is to the nines with the detail. You know, we touched about, we talked, uh, blah, blah, blah. we touched, I can't, why can't I say we touched on? We touched on the fact that uh, in previous games, you wanted the bandana, you wanted the sunglasses, you wanted the details on the tattoo, on the texture of the vest, the the overall, you know, not looking like a Ken doll with the fake skin texture this checks all the boxes it is flawless and that is also the last time we see the american badass big evil undertaker in a video game because now we are moving on to 2004 where the first portrayal of the new dead man undertaker happens in wwe day of reckoning So this is the start of The Undertaker back to being his old self, back to being the dead man. And I think that uh, Day of Reckoning got it right here. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of complaints in terms of his look. He looks great. The tattoos are probably some of the most detail that you'll see around this time, um, given the other games that came out this year. But, I mean... You know, it, like you said, there's not a lot of uh, floss to nitpick here. Textures are great. Model is good. Tattoos are great. The face scan is awesome. Uh, you know, say what you will about the game and how you feel about it, but you can't deny. Oh, that come on, it looks it's a great game. Good. So listen, so there are some people who will go and say that they didn't like the game, but but I will say, big jump can't. from WrestleMania 19 to Day of Reckoning in the game overall. Like this game. Put out like an authentic game here, finally. Absolutely. Now, jumping in, the next game that comes is WWE Survivor Series for the Game Boy Advance. And again, given that it's a a portable console, details there. Details there. The Undertaker. Very similar to Road to WrestleMania X8, just with more hair. (laughs) Same style. Has the detail for the tattoos. You know, considering that you're playing this on some somewhat small screen like it's always nice when you can look at the wrestler that you're playing as and be like i know exactly who this right. is you could see that there's tattoos there it's his it's the undertaker his hairline and everything yeah it's 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 perfect but now i want to jump down a minute because then do you remember the engage i do i do remember the N-Gage. i'm sorry you remember the engage but if you don't remember the engage <laughs> guys look it up it's it's one of the most out there out there uh 
portable consoles that ever existed. And WWE, of course, had a game there called WWE Aftershock. And The Undertaker is portrayed here, I would say, fairly decently for what the game and the console was. But overall, just the whole thing was just pretty bad. But it's yeah, well, re- my main complaint about the Engage was that it was a vertical screen. Like so weird, right? They and they had like big titles. Like I remember that you could get um I think there was like a Spider-Man game. Yeah. I think there was like a you could get Tony Hawk or Tony Call Hawk, of Duty yep. on there. Like it like it made sense to, you know, had a lot of big titles. Was cool. Like it, you know, it very interesting looking console made by Nokia. Like it just why a vertical screen? It's so super strange. weird. I don't know, super weird. But we are redeemed because a game that we played in our archives only a few weeks ago, WWE SmackDown vs. Raw, did come out here in 2004, and we have the dead man in all of his glory. He came out with the massive entrance with the druids holding the flaming torches over his head. This was perfect. But if we want to talk about perfect, we are not going to talk about this next game, WWE WrestleMania 21 for the Xbox. No, this this goes back to just that fake plastic skin texture <sighs> and just... I don't think a lot of people even know this game existed. That's how big it was. This game was very bugged. Yeah. There weren't many, I'd say, there weren't many patches available back then for the Xbox. So, me personally, I had really bad experiences with this game. You can see in the screenshot here that the entrances... Like, you see how the Survivor Series had the ringed, like, vertical, the screen that formed, like, a half circle. They would just repeat the movies. It was very lazy. They would just repeat the movies in that circle rather than put the actual circle in there. Um, I remember one game specifically, I was fighting in the ring, and then all of a sudden, my characters were in the top level of the crowd, like, in the concourse area, and that's, like, not a thing in the game. We were just oh. up in the crowd, but the ring rope decided to come with us. Like it was hooked on my foot, so like the top rope was up there also, like just stretched all the way. Oh. Up. And then so so it's the precursor to two K twenty, right? And then it just shot back to the ring. Yeah, so this was definitely two K twenty. Like the game was just forgotten about, and that was the end of the series. But it was redeemed in two thousand five when Day of Reckoning two came out, where. If Day of Reckoning 1 wasn't beautiful enough, Day of Reckoning 2 upped it even more. It looks, he looks great. He, you know, it is that classic, quintessential Undertaker that you expect. You know, the, the trench coat, the hat, the, 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 the MMA gloves. Like, this is the Undertaker. No doubt about it. Uh, there's, again, going back to what we said about WrestleMania 21, there's no plasticky looking skin texture. There's no, you know, the, the, it looks real. It looks legit. It looks like they really went into making The Undertaker look like The Undertaker. Right. And unfortunately, that's the end of the games that are different, meaning Day of Reckoning, meaning WrestleMania 21. From here on out, we start the... Now we're jumping into the big boy league. Right, and we can get through these fairly quick because they are similar. Uh, WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 comes out in 2005, and we get the Deadman Undertaker once again. And I think this is the start of 
just video games just looking really good. Like everything yes, that comes out I mean, is just good. A good portrayal, near perfect. And when they're not, we're going to tell you they're not. So let's start with 2006. And now. Looks great. Smackdown vs. Raw 2007. It's basically the same Undertaker, but he grew his hair a little longer. <laughs> yeah. We also have some really cool tidbits about these games coming up in a little bit. So 2007, we have Smackdown vs. Raw 2008, where now the Undertaker has his logo on the side. Now let's go to 2008, where WWE Smackdown vs. Raw 2009 comes out. Now here, the Undertaker has a Road to WrestleMania story. And if you're not familiar with the Road to WrestleMania stories, it's basically pick a character and you're going to run through their story. And in this one, the story centers around the Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania and, of course, the fact that he wants to keep it going. And you have three months until WrestleMania in this story. It consists of 15 matches altogether, and it ends with you versus the Boogeyman in a Hell in a Cell finish. Now, I'm not going to argue this. It was a decent story, but... Boogeyman at WrestleMania? I was just going to say, there, there's there's the, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, because graphically, man, this is a clean, crisp-looking game. It is damn near flawless. It is, I, I'll even say, it's pretty fucking perfect. But wow. you're going to put that <laughs> amount of detail and that high-end of graphics to then have him go against the Boogeyman? And I understand, gimmick-wise, it makes sense. The time frame, Boogeyman's getting that that push. It does make sense. Because here's the thing. It uh, is a good story. So I think that makes up for the fact that it's the Boogeyman. Like, the Boogeyman wasn't built well on TV as more than what he was. But in this game, like in this Road to WrestleMania, he's actually built as someone who could compete with The Undertaker matching like his powers and stuff. Well, I was going to say, you know, there, there's there's another uh, podcast that, that we are uh, good friends with that they like to use the term toyetic. Uh, and I believe the boogeyman checks the box right, right, you know, right with the Undertaker, where I guess the term would be game-etic. I don't, I don't know what we <laughs> keep, would say, but like, it's, you know, we'll, we'll workshop that a little bit. But the the character of the boogeyman, very much like the Undertaker, is perfect for video games it's made for video games the same way that also made for action figures made for toys in general like it's you know that's why you might hear it and be like oh he the boogeyman but it it works for this game but now i want to give you guys a little insider stuff here because justin leaper who we once had on the podcast who was responsible for the SmackDown vs. Raw 2009, 2010, and 2011 Road to WrestleMania modes, if he had anything about The Undertaker here that he wanted to share with us. And this is what he said. Undertaker didn't want to record any voiceover in 2009 due to goofy portrayal of his gimmick in previous games. Now, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. There, there's, there's been some rough stuff. Now, for 2011, the versus Undertaker mode, he was down to record, but our team had to hit him up at home. Luckily, our Wrangler knew the secret word, bottle of Jim Beam. Wow, we have the same secret word. That's weird. Now, the versus Undertaker story was influenced by GameCube classic Eternal Darkness, and the Druid was made playable in 2011, and some fans very wrongly thought we literally swapped out Hurricane Helmsford in the roster. 
Now, the Undertaker choke-slamming Boogeyman from the ring into the casket was definitely one of the most fun mocap shoots I directed. Voiceovers for Create a Superstar in Versus Undertaker was done by Dave Brocky, better known as Guar, lead singer Odorus Arungus, a friend of mine who sadly passed away in 2014. I hadn't planned to have any superstars be selectable, but our voiceover team was able to get guys like Kofi and Johnny Nitro to record the lines. That's all from Justin Leeper, and we want to thank him greatly for providing that insight. That is all really cool knowledge. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we just mentioned that SmackDown vs. Raw 2009, 2010, 2011, where in 2011 you could actually unlock Badass Undertaker as well. But in between there, we have WWE Legends of WrestleMania. And this is one that I personally cannot wait to play once we get to it. I think it's a little uh, a little goofy looking, I would say, but it's right on par with like the Legends of Wrestling games. So it's kind of the counteract to that from WWE side. So SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 got a really cool UK version called the Lord of Darkness Edition for PS3, where it came with an Unforgiven 2007 DVD an Undertaker art card, and the Ministry of Darkness Undertaker in the game. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. The cover's really pretty, cool. That's pretty freaking awesome. Big fan of the cover. Uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll have to seek this out and try to find one on, uh, on eBay. So also with the Lord of Darkness edition in the UK, there was the Hitman edition and the Viper edition with featuring Randy Orton. So that was kind of cool. Kind of a cool little editive onto an already badass game. No pun Yeah, intended. that's awesome. But unfortunately, <laughs> now, that was the end of SmackDown vs. Raw. Because in 2011, WWE 12 made its debut. All right. Now, this is, this is where uh, I feel the bar gets raised up a little bit. And drops down. <laughs> it, it, it roller coasters a little bit. But, you know... We're we're starting to get on, you know. We're into the the lifetime of the next gen of consoles here. We're we're you know starting to push these things to their limits. Where you know textures, lighting, move sets, graphics, the overall game engines—they're getting improved and built on every generation. And you know, twelve is the baseline. This is this is, you know, it's only up from here. Twelve is a really In cool theory. game. I big fan of twelve. Love WWE twelve. I actually love the whole WWE series. I felt like all two. This is also the era where the games just became too realistic. I think and like you wanted something else. And fortunately, that year they gave us one of our favorites. Ask and ye shall receive. WWE All Stars. Oh baby. Now we have covered this game in our archives, and I believe that we both. Uh, played this game forever. I act, I love this game. I I think it does get a lot of criticism and a lot of hate because it is like a childish arcade style game. But come on, it's so much fun. And but how are you gonna how are you gonna argue with that Undertaker story mode? It is right so awesome. It's so dope. They Paul have Bearer speaks for him Paul the whole time. Bearer. Yeah, Paul Bearer's there. They have they do like the funeral parlor setup. It's it's awesome. It is dark and gritty with that storyline, but at the same time, like the graphics are like over the top and exaggerated, borderline cartoony, and it just they mesh together so well, and it's just like such a perfect marrying 
of those two elements, I think All-Stars could be one of the better portrayals of the Undertaker character. It really sets the tone for him in that game. Right, and like you said, character. We're not saying like he looked the best or he played the no, best. No, like, no, no. Portrayal Just of his character. The portrayal character. of the yeah. Undertaker was awesome. But then you get, in 2012, WWE 13, where you get 97, 98 Undertaker, you get Ministry Undertaker, because there's an Attitude Era mode. This game was heavily featured around the Attitude Era. You get the Brothers of Destruction gameplay, which is a 97 to 98 storyline match, culminating in match 10 of Judgment Day 1998, where it is the Undertaker versus Kane. Now, I thought this game was cool with the Attitude Era storyline because it gave you everyone. It's kind of like, what was it, 16 with Austin, where you got... Mikey Whipcrack, you got everyone involved because they wanted to make it as authentic as possible. It was the same in 13. You got blonde Paul Bearer. You got regular Paul Bearer. You got everyone you could just to make these as realistic as possible. Now, I'm going to go on record here and say that uh, WWE 13 will go down in my list of uh, wrestling video games. It's it's high on the top of that list. It's not number one, but it's top it's five it's, for yeah. sure. That Attitude Era mode is amazing. I still remember sitting down and playing that and just reliving all of these childhood memories. It was incredible. Graphics are great. The portrayal, like Johnny said, you get so many different versions of Paul Bearer, of The Undertaker, of everyone who is featured in this Attitude Era mode, there is literally something for everybody in WWE 13. Now, do you want to hear a bad story? Now, do you want to hear a story about WWE 13 from my personal experience? Let's do it. So, this this was released during Hurricane Sandy. So, I had the pre-order at GameStop... And for some reason, our I don't know how you were affected. My whole area was flooded. Everywhere was destroyed. Power was out. I was one of the lucky ones that still had power. So everyone was kind of coming to me to use charge their phones, take showers and all that. So I was off from work that day because obviously we couldn't work. There was I worked locally. We had no power. So I decided, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to drive through this destruction and go to GameStop. See if they have my pre-order. I go there. The, there's no roof on GameStop. The whole shopping center is closed because the roof is literally hanging down in front of every door. So I say, all right, oh. you know what? Best Buy is across the street. I'm just going to go buy the game. I probably put five bucks down on WWE 13. I don't care if I lose the five bucks. I walk into Best Buy. They're obviously running off generator. Like They have half their... <laughs> Like, half the store's lit. There's people, like, in line for, like, generators, for, like, coolers, refrigerators. And I walk up, I'm like, hey, you guys got WWE 13? <laughs> the guy I was, was just going to say, I imagine you probably got some strange looks, my friend. Yeah, the guy was kind of like, yeah, we do. Here you go. So I waited on this, like, two-hour line with WWE 13 in my hand. I bought it. I went home. It probably took me a half hour to get home, and it was down the block just because the streetlights were out. And, you know, I went into my cozy home, invited some friends over, and I, we played WWE 13 for the rest of the day until everything went back to normal for the next week or so. Yeah, I, I my uh, my Sandy experience was a little bit different, mainly because uh, we were out without power for two weeks. I would have so invited you over. I didn't have the option. <laughs> if I knew you then, I would have invited you to play WWE 13. That's, that's, that's very kind of you. <laughs> 
But let's get to one of the weirdest games that The Undertaker is featured in. This game is called Abobo's Big Adventure. It's a freeware parody flash game, and it's inspired by various video games released for NES. So in Abobo's Big Adventure, he travels the world, and he kind of encounters different games to save his son. So in one, I guess you could say, level, he kind of enters pro wrestling for the NES, but it features the... Ultimate Warrior, Roddy Piper, The Undertaker, and Hulk Hogan. And when The Undertaker battles the Amazon, he uses the Tombstone Piledriver him. And his fate is unknown after the end of the level and after the stadium is destroyed by a bubbo. The blank look on your face tells me everything about this game. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what else to say about that. So we're just going to jump right on over to another mobile title. (laughs) Now we're going to talk about WWE WrestleFest. Now this is a uh, quote-unquote modern adaptation of the arcade classic with a somewhat updated roster, right? You got uh, it's John Cena, The Undertaker. Now the under- we said before The Undertaker missed the original WrestleFest by like a year, by a sliver. So to have him in this is kind of cool. But the If only the <sighs> game was better. Yeah, if only the game played like the original WrestleFest. But I think we have to play this as a standalone title, even though we have covered WrestleFest, so we will play that in the future. But George, in 2013, WWE 2K14 came out, the first WWE 2K game, and it featured the streak mode. Now, I remember personally spending hours on this mode where you get a high score, you get a ranking for defeating the streak, you could defend the streak, And you can go through The Undertaker's former WrestleMania victims and play through those matches as well. One of the coolest features. This game is literally sitting two feet away from me. And just seeing this screenshot of this menu makes me want to load it up and play it right now. This is a great game. It features The Undertaker and Triple H's Hell in the Cell encounter. It features Diesel at WrestleMania. But also, there was also The Undertaker's Phenom Edition, which came with... A controller skin for the console. It comes with an Undertaker autograph card. It comes with 2K14 in a nice Undertaker sleeve, which all goes in a nice casket-shaped box that features the Undertaker's logo on it. I think that's a pretty cool-looking uh, limited edition game, and I think I might have to add it to my collection. Let's say all these uh, limited editions that we're seeing here is making me a little itchy. And featured in this game. Because they really want you to go through the authenticity of The Undertaker's opponents. You got The Undertaker, you have The Undertaker Biker, and you have Undertaker Retro. This is also the first game where we get Bald Undertaker. But Bald Mohawk Undertaker is in full effect next year in 2014 with WWE 2K15, which also features Undertaker 91. Now, this... This is one of those downs I'm going to refer to because there are some parts of this game that are just a little wonky. Um, Specifically, uh, Undertaker doing that iconic kneeling pose. Uh, They they try to do the, the, you know, sticks out the tongue and it's all that flourish and just, you know, that spectacle. Uh, and I think they kind of missed the mark on this, mainly just because in this era, like these 
couple of years, we'll say from, I don't know, 2012 to 2014, uh, open mouths in the wrestling video Ooh, games yeah. are the things of nightmares. The teeth. Teeth, the way that the lips move, the gums, the tongue, it all... It's like, like one of those chatterboxes like, that you wind up. All immersion is removed from that game, and you are suddenly transplanted into a horror universe uh, where everything is horrible and made up of poorly rendered gums and teeth. Everything's made it up, and the points awful. don't matter. Yes, it is terrible. I'm not a fan of that. Everything else about the game and this this whole series is wonderful. Just not a big fan of the weird chiclet teeth and the disappearing lips. It's weird. Agreed. Now, I'm going to cut you off here because i know the next game that we're going to talk about is something that you have recently started playing but also what comes out this year is a game that has now been around and being pushed so heavily and has been pushed so heavily in every concurrent video game release and of course i am talking about wwe supercard now the undertaker is featured in this game, and his card for Elemental Undertaker is everything that you would expect to showcase, I guess. I mean, it could be a little darker. You've got classic Undertaker. It's it's the black top with the purple gloves. Uh, but for some reason, he's got... His framing is almost kind of like the Fortress of Solitude from, from Superman. It's It's a little strange. It's not perfectly fitting of the undertaker i get it it's an elemental it's like a super rare card it's fine it just isn't suited for the undertaker and again kind of looks like something from the fortress of solitude now i agree i actually like this card because it looks like uh like ice bricks yeah, I the Fortress of Solitude mixed with like the Wizard of Oz is like castle or whatever it's called. But yeah, there are I, over I, forty Undertaker cards in this game, so if you're lucky to get even this one, then damn, I think my top card is an Undertaker card as well. Oh, I believe that. Now the next game that we're gonna talk about is a game that I don't think that you have ever played, but I have played. I've not. Uh so Brawlhalla is a game that is available uh on Steam. It is developed by Blue Mammoth and published by Xavient. Uh, now, this game is available on Steam. It's a free-to-play game. It's essentially a Super Smash Brothers clone. Yeah, I figured um, that from watching some stuff. But they have a skin pack where you can have a number of WWE superstars as skins for other characters. So you have The Undertaker, Roman Reigns, Asuka, Randy Savage... The Rock, John Cena, Becky Lynch, and Xavier Woods. Now, the under t- you know a feature of this game is you get uh, weapons very similar to how you would have in Super Smash Brothers, but they're also kind of themed around the character. So the Undertaker's character has this axe scythe thing that is literally made up of the Undertaker's logo. It, it looks is- so cool. Super dope. It is probably one of the better cartoon portrayals of The Undertaker. And uh, you know what? I'll just throw this out there. If if you are not someone who has access to Super Smash Brothers, uh, it is. Um, if you are not someone who has access to any version of Super Smash Brothers and you have a, a computer that can run, you know, a simple game, 
I think Brawlhalla is pretty good. It's it's like 2D Super Smash Brothers. Pretty cool. Uh, now jumping ahead, we're now in 2015, and now we're going to talk about a game that you and I have played extensively on this podcast. We've used it to decide Clash at the Feast for games that were only single player. We've played it numerous times on Twitch. It is WWE 2K16. And And the Undertaker's hair is growing back, finally. (laughs) Yeah, and the Undertaker is now in that weird soccer mom. (laughs) No, this isn't isn't like shoulder-length Undertaker yet. No, but this game also features 2001 Undertaker and 1999 Undertaker for storyline purposes. We're getting into the 2K games now where you're going to get more than one Undertaker. You're going to get more than one Rock more than one Steve Austin, you're going to start getting more and more legends in these games. And we've been going since 1992 here. The Undertaker has a lot of legendary appearances, and they're going to be everywhere. Yeah. Now, the next game that we're going to talk about is arguably one of the stranger titles (laughs) that I think wwe has made but it's not strange because it's bad it's strange because it's an awesome concept but it's a mobile game and we're going to talk about wwe immortals which is essentially mortal Kombat meets wwe and you get some insane artwork here so i was gonna say very soul calibury yeah, it's you get like Necromancer, Undertaker, there's he's got like these weird decrepit hands. He's got this awesome like almost like Van Helsing style uh like clothing on with like chains and his uh, it's it's nuts. And then there's like a hooded version where he looks like a character out of Diablo. It's it's pretty wild and I almost wish that this was not a mobile game because I would imagine that on consoles, this this could have been a game changer. This could have been something that was really different and interesting. Yeah, maybe uh, in the future they will give us more stuff like that because as much as we shit on Battlegrounds, it's it's actually pretty successful. Yeah, 100%. So 2016 now. We get WWE 2K17, where you get current Undertaker, you get 2000 Undertaker, and 1991 Undertaker. Now we get to 2017, where you get WWE 2K18, where you get... Now Undertaker's hair is fully grown back. It's been a full two years since he shaved it. And you get Undertaker 2000 as well in the game. But also this year, a lot of mobile releases. We get WWE Tap Mania where you literally just tap the screen and it's kind of like a like a brawly type I don't know I don't even know how to describe it how do you it's describe like it a, like a it's like a turn-based RPG fighter but the the roster is pretty extensive obviously um the undertaker is featured in it and he looks pretty nuts I mean he's huge the detail is great um, you know, it's it's essentially just like an artistic representation of all of the wrestlers. So features are a little exaggerated. Obviously, the, the main person that you're fighting in the game is centered in the ring and they're gigantic. But Undertaker's featured looks pretty good. 
we haven't played this game yet, so I can't really speak to how this game plays. I've never played it, but artistically, Undertaker looks pretty good here. Yeah. Now, the next two games are still available. We have WWE Mayhem, which I resent that name, and WWE Champions, which I have actually played extensively. And you basically get every version of The Undertaker. Unfortunately, these are all really like pay-to-plays, so even if you do get a generic Undertaker like of the current style, you most likely will have to pay for... American Badass Taker or Original Undertaker, 1991 Undertaker, like so on and so on. But Champions was a lot of fun. Have you ever played Champions? I have played Champions. Champions, unfortunately, I've pumped many hours into Champions. Uh, When it first came out, I was very, very much into it. It was Um, a perfect train ride game. But once the paywalls started hitting, that's when I gave up. Yeah. Now... We're jumping ahead now to 2018, where you get WWE 2K19, uh, a game that I surprisingly have not played, but uh, I know I that you've spent a lot of time in this game, and I mean, graphically, you know, we are we're at, we're at the one peak gen, here. yeah, I mean, you know, as we are recording, it is December of 2020. The PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X have just released, and I mean, 2K19, 2K20, and beyond. This is kind of the standard now of portrayals of The Undertaker. You've got multiple different versions in this game. The graphics are nuts. Everything looks so crisp, so clean. Gameplay could lead... You know, leave a little bit to be desired as far as 2K20 goes. But in 2K19, you get current Undertaker, you get Undertaker 2002, and you get Undertaker 1991. And also, John, I don't know if you've ever played the King of All or the King of Fighters series. I have not, but this looks very intriguing. So, the King of Fighters series is a arcade style fighter developed by SNK. It's akin to like a Street Fighter kind of thing. But uh, in 2018, the King of Fighters All Stars gets released. And All Star is actually more of a RPG beat em up style game. Again, uh, for mobile for ios and android and undertaker is featured in this game yeah undertaker's featured in this game as a fighter as well as becky lynch seth rollins the rock john cena and kofi kingston so that's kind of team wwe here and now we address the elephant in the room johnny because it is 2019 (sighs) and we are going to be talking about 2k20 now and we just talked about 2k20 that's all we have for you (laughs) i'm kidding Graphic-wise, texture-wise, lighting-wise, Undertaker looks good. My only complaint is that I think he's got a little bit of a five-head, and I don't think that he really has that much of a a five-head, but in this game, for some reason, they made his five-head, like, um, gigantic. Okay, wait. Um, Hang on. If we're going to talk about Undertaker in this game, Undertaker 02 looks like shit. He looks like he's in WWE Raw where his headband popped off, his bandana, and he just placed it back on his head and it's like hovering there. But not only that, Undertaker 1991, they 
he looks just like modern Undertaker, same face. They didn't do anything to the face to like age him, like make him look younger. He looks like an old Undertaker where they just plopped they just a, a mullet mop. on his head. Yeah. They, they just like dropped a mop on his head. Yeah. Current current gen Undertaker looks like like twenty nineteen portrayal of Undertaker looks okay. Like texture wise, graphic wise, it's okay. Um O2 Undertaker, 91 Undertaker. Mmm. 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 Missed the mark on that one. Yeah. Not very good. Unfortunately, that is like our last realistic Undertaker we've gotten in a video game because this year in 2020, we've gotten 2K Battlegrounds, which we've both played a a good amount so far, where you have Undertaker. He has a cool entrance. He could pop out of a coffin. He could do his cool moves. But... Are you aware of the game that came out only a couple weeks ago, WWE Undefeated? I'm aware of it. I have yet to play it, but oh. it is on the list. Okay, so I popped this in the other day. I say I popped it in, but really I downloaded it in the iOS store. It is You popped it in the App Store. Yes. It is I would compare it to almost like a Pokemon battle where you okay. take turns picking moves that do certain amount of damage you go then your partner goes you could do stuff to block moves to skip moves you could make like a chain of moves where like say you use your turn to move back a space now the next turn you could use those two spaces to do like a running clothesline or like string a spot together i haven't really dove that deep into this game but visually it's really cool it's on in the realm of the all-stars and battlegrounds but overall I have to put more into it to actually make an assessment on the game. There's just there's so many WWE mobile games. It's hard to like keep up with them and actually keep playing them. Yeah, I mean, th- the this is a problem that I've always had with every mobile game is that there's there comes a point where there's just too many of them and uh thankfully we have this podcast where I can uh sit here with you and we can break one down each and every week, but just you know, to have everything all at once, it's it's like an over, like a, an over. What's the term that I'm looking for here? Convoluted, convoluted. What is that word? No, it's oversaturated. Not but it, oversaturated. It's yeah. like it's too much wrestling stimulation between the console releases, the mobile releases, having to watch two shows every, three shows every week, four, and a pay per view once a month, <laughs> and then you know, and, and that's just WWE, right? Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to handle, and they're steer- clearly steering away from wrestling games. Where Battlegrounds, it's a wrestling game, but it's more of a fighting arcade style game. This undefeated game is not a wrestling game. It's a side-scrolling beat 'em up as well. Um, there is another changing. racing game in the works where you're on motorcycles. It's I'm not sure if it's Crush Hour esque. It might just be a straight up racing game with wrestlers. But that's where we're going now. WWE is a brand now. It's not just a wrestling company. And we're going to get games like this before we get the next installment of like a 2K. And let me just say now, 2K20, What it, we're going to probably get 2K22 or 23 at this point. It has to be better or this series is just dead in the water. So, I don't know. I mean, do you think they're going to do 2K21? No, they already said no 21. If we see another one, it's going to be 22. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be 22, 23. Hmm. But unfortunately, 
that's the end of the line right now, as as of now, for The Undertaker in video games. But the thing is, I don't ever see The Undertaker not being in a WWE game for the rest of history. He's no, been in absolutely not. every single game since 1992. There's no reason for him not to be in every game going forward as well. Absolutely. And, you know, we're talking about all the games here, but he's also been on numerous game covers, which is something that we also like to talk about here. So, I mean, do we just want to go through them and just kind of talk about the ones? I mean, because, you know, he's on a lot of game covers. Do we want to talk about all the ones that he's been featured on? Do we want to talk about the ones that stand out? Yeah, let's let's just run through the list here because I did notice that a lot of them are the Game Boy titles, and I guess if you're going to try to sell a Game Boy game which don't sell as well as console games, you're going to want to put the heavy hitters on there, and The Undertaker is oh, a heavy hitter. So let's start with the mobile games. Survivor Series, Undertaker's featured with a lot of the wrestlers from that era. Road to WrestleMania, he's there with Kane and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Road to WrestleMania X8, he's there with RVD and Triple H, and this game cover does heavily resemble the WrestleMania X8 GameCube cover. So and then with that, we have The Undertaker featured on WWF Raw, WWF SmackDown 2, along with Triple H, The Rock, and Chris Jericho, WrestleMania 2000, which is a great cover. Old school, we got him on WWF Raw, WWF Rage in the Cage, WWF Royal Rumble, and for the Game Boy, WWF Superstars 2. And we can't forget about the Sega Master System version of Steel Cage Challenge, where the Undertaker's in one of those nice little stars. Now, there's so many versions of Ma- of Steel Cage Challenge, and this one features the Undertaker. Now, I will say this. I am surprised at the amount of American badass portrayals on game covers. He's the hottest star at the time. Yeah, I just, for some reason, for some reason in my head... I'm definitely thinking that you're going to portray the Undertaker. You're going just regular dead man. But yeah, I, I, I guess I never, uh, I never really stopped to think about how many portrayals of American badass Undertaker there are on actual covers. Yeah, and I want to talk about now, George. Do you do you know how many games the Undertaker's been in compared to other wrestlers? Because I got, I got, I did a little research here. Oh my god. I mean from ninety two, right? Yeah. That's when that's how far back we go. From ninety two to twenty twenty. Right. I'm saying it's at least fifty. Alright, so it was deliberated when we posted the original graphic how many he's actually been in, because we didn't post them all. Even here today, we didn't say them all. There's still some mobile games, there's still some extra like little side games that the Undertaker's been in that we didn't really talk about. I thought maybe Hogan would compare to him, maybe the Warrior, Macho Man. So I'll start at the bottom here. The Ultimate Warrior has been in 21 wrestling games. Macho Man has only been in 32. John Cena has been in 33. Stone Cold, 40. The Rock and Hogan are tied with 44. And The Undertaker has been in 70 video games. Whoa! So while guys like Hogan, Warrior, they may have jumped ship, they may have cut ties with the company at some point, since 1992, The Undertaker has been in every single WWE release that has ever been put out in a video game, plus games that weren't wrestling games. And 
all these numbers are give or take because there may be a, a few floating around that aren't on some lists I saw, but at least over 70 games for The Undertaker. And that has to be a record. Wow. I can't think of anyone else that would be in these games more than him. He's had a consistent no. career. He's been in every game. He's been wrestling at least once a year since 92. Yeah, I I, I guess if you're asking me to pick someone, I'm saying Hogan. But right. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of games, man. It's a lot of games. And... We're going to play them all, <laughs> if not already. But I mean, we've played some of them. But that's crazy. The Undertaker is just timeless. I figured we would bring this episode for those who want to know, you know, where did he start? What games was he in? Uh, when did he switch from character to character? And what games can you find, you know, all of his characters in the later games? When was his first game? When was his last game? And I don't think there ever will be a last Undertaker game. I think... Years from now, we're still going to have every version of The Undertaker in a WWE game, and there's no questions asked about it. Yeah, absolutely. But, George, this this was a lot of fun. I would like to do these for was- more superstars, but we are a gaming podcast, so why don't you go ahead and tell us what we will be playing next week on the pod. Well, let me tell you something, John. I, I thought... Let me tell you something, John. I thought I would would do something nice for you. Uh, you know, it's it's December. It's the season of giving, and uh, I thought that I would give you a game that I know that you have been looking forward to playing, and that is why next week on the podcast we are playing WCW Nitro. Oh, PlayStation baby. One. You just sung to my heartstrings. This is one of the last WCW games we have to play. There's only a few left. And I'm excited. I believe after this, there is only one more. Only Thunder. But there's also some uh, Game Boy ports we haven't played. Oh, that's true. That's true. All right. I'm excited. George, why don't you take us home? All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on the Game Marks Podcast. Please check out our Pro Wrestling Tea store at ProWrestlingTees.com slash GameMarksPod. It is the best way besides listening to support the podcast. And be sure to follow us on all forms of social media at GameMarksPod. Leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to wherever great podcasts can be found. <sighs> this is a long one. I'm going, going really, really long on this one. I feel good. I need some water. Maybe another cup of coffee? I think I need a cough drop. Thanks for thanks for sitting through this with me, John. I appreciate it. And thank you to everyone for sitting through what uh, one of our longer episodes. Wear your masks, wash your hands, social distance, be safe. Johnny, say goodbye. Game over. Mark Calloway. Game Marks Podcast, put them on the radar. Playing rare games, second Saturday, no game shard. Johnny and George work hard and they play hard. Future Endeavor games and put them in the graveyard. From the deep dive to the clash at the feast. How can I get more? That's question of the week. Follow on Twitch, there's nothing that they won't play. Game Marks Podcast every single Monday.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.